The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E-Cigars.com or check out the link on the BBB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Play him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Go. Hi guys, welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Matt Peralta, Dave Sherapin with you guys here live on YouTube and Twitter at Boston versus the book. Thank you for hanging out, everybody waiting for us a little later than normal. Sorry. On the start, no, I got stuff to do. It's all good. We had a couple of meetings. David, a couple of meetings, things we got to take Ooh. care of this morning. So it's mm. all good. We mm. are live here on YouTube and Twitter at Boston versus the book sports grid on the replay at night. How are you guys? You night owls, lot of lots of good, different types of conversations on deck. This is not a big sports day in terms of games. There's baseball. There's a basketball game. There's a lot of things going on in the sports world that we're going to get to here yes. at the top of the show. First and foremost, how are you, my friend? I'm good on one again, but on one in a good way today. I don't know who's watching. I don't know who's paying attention. It doesn't matter. The curtains are open. Okay. The stop curtains are wide open stop it. and we're doing the dance. Zach, the hat dance? wanted me to do the dance. Did what you not see dance? Josiah Johnson's tweet this morning of pop doing the pop and lock and all the dances when he posted a, a tweet today of it was not Pop himself, but it looked like him. Greg Popovich? Oh, yeah. Getting the first pick, getting oh, yeah. Wemby, yeah. changing the whole course of action in San Antonio has been so bad. Now it's so good. Future's bright. Just like the BVB future is bright. <laughs> you can put us down. We ain't tanking for nobody. We're going up. We got these people with us. Yeah. It's unstoppable. Unstoppable. That's how Agreed. Hey, good morning. Agreed. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Wherever it's afternoon now for us, it's a rarity. We're actually on it. We're actually on an afternoon. So again, a lot of questions about what's happening on June eighth and June 9th for oh, us coming up. Pete. Okay. Tell so them. we are we are live for two hours on Thursday and on Friday. That is done. Okay. It is happening. Signed, sealed, delivered. Okay. We are going to be live at Circa for Thank what you. they are calling. It's never too early to talk about football live shows. So. Including that is going to be passes per day to come hang out with us in our cabana. We will give those away. <laughs> and for one lucky BVB brigader, we will give you a two night stay and transportation from the airport to Circa via limo. We'll take care of you. We'll pick you up. 
We're going to bring you down. You're going to hang with us. You're going to get in the stadium swim for free. You're going to hang out with us on both days, Thursday and Friday. And then you can head on back to wherever you need to get back to for, you know, Sunday or so. Just watch and pay attention for the next couple of shows. Mm. Most likely we'll start it on Monday. Mm -hmm. Start to have the qualifications for how you guys can get in, not just to win the passes for Stadium Swim, but also for the all-inclusive trip. No airfare included, okay? So if you are, you got to get your butt to Vegas. But if you get here, you and a guest can come here. We'll take care of you. You'll be in. It'll be all good for June, June 8th and June 9th. That's a Thursday and a Friday, by the way. So just a heads up, coming soon, Circa Live shows, June 8th and June 9th. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think you got it. I think okay. you got it. I'm trying Stay to get tuned for more hats as well. Talking to the boys about, uh, you know, maybe we get some hats, oh. but that's going to be, um, it's going to be a fun couple of days. Oh, it um, really is. And the weather is, I mean, you can feel it. I've been doing this morning run thing and it's yeah. each morning <laughs> it's starting to get a little crispy, a little hotter. It's like, okay, yeah. maybe, maybe Dave might be right. I mean, maybe it might be 110 by the time we're out there, but it'll be fun. The over-under is mean, 108 and a half, just so you know. I'm, I'm going to bet the under, okay? okay. But That's we'll good. see. The grasshoppers are out and everywhere here in Vegas. Oh, speaking of which, too, you did forget one thing, and I just looked down in the chat. And again, yeah. if you guys are watching the show live every day, you can do it on Twitter. You can do it on YouTube. If you're doing it on YouTube, at... Boston versus the book on both at symbol Boston versus the book in the chat. You can communicate both with us and other brigade members, uh-huh. people that watch and really just loyal listeners and, and followers of the show. And both of us on Twitter as well at sports BK can sing at sports talk, Matt, but our Iowa guy, Todd Bromelkamp will be there as well. Yes. He's coming in to do shows too. So, Hopefully, we're going to collaborate, commiserate, all of the eights, whatever we're going to do, we're going to hang out, maybe even eat a meal together with Bromel Camp. I'm just saying, not saying. Um, But he's going to be there, too. So it'll be a great little summer getaway, a little summer hangout session. Um, If we get enough people, I don't know about if we're going to actually like golf, but we could maybe something, put something together. Maybe not. That might be too much too soon. I'm excited. It's a Thursday and Friday. Guys, if you're here in town. Top golf. Maybe we could do that. (laughs) Little, little, little hangout session over there. That's so expensive. I'd rather just go to Angel Park and hit balls and then have lunch. Yeah, that's true. You know oh, we'll do saying? a lot. I mean, it'll be a weekend. Like, we'll, we'll, this is going to be a test for us. Okay. So, just we're doing, we're efforting and thinking about a lot of different ways of how, and we'll get to Pat McAfee's news later, but like, it, we're not having up to something season like Pat, but we're having all of these conversations and with people about what we think we're having one this afternoon. Like, what should be the next iteration? Like, how do we take this show? and really make the show sustainable. How, how do we keep this? So we're not out here like whining and we're, we're, we're cracking jokes about, you know, get a sponsor and blah, blah, blah. But it, it, there are legitimate conversations happening about what we're going to do this coming fall. The show could look different. There could be different things, different components to the show. Like there's all these different things we're trying to figure out. What do you mean so, look different? What do you mean look well, different? How about look different? I mean, we might be doing live shows somewhere. We might be oh. out. We, 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 we oh. might be, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, right yeah. now it's just me and you on camera. 
There right, might right, be right, something right. behind us. We might be in a studio. We might be on the strip. We might not oh. be. I mean, oh. there's all different things and conversations oh, we're having about oh. what we'll do here on on for, for the season. And, you know, one thing that we're trying to figure out is just like you're, you guys as in the audience, what's your level of interest to be with us when we do things like this at Circa? So if you are interested, if you thought about it, if you can make it, it would be really cool to kind of meet you guys in person. We're meeting a couple of brigaders tonight at Circa. We're going down there tonight to see them. Midwest guys from out Midwest of town. Ex-cops. I learned that last night. So adding guys. to the security force? <laughs> yeah, ex-police How officers. How does this keep happening? We're getting dudes that like are ex-cops. Yeah. So what do they want to talk about. I, I don't know. So <laughs> they want to come by. They made hats on their own. They went, the two of them bought and designed their own BVB hats. We, you know, they went to Circa, they went to Lids and they made their own hats. So that type of stuff is what gets us just so fired up and yes. so excited. Yes. Because that's what we want. I mean, as we build the community and we build the brigade out and we grow, we want to add different things and we want to see what we can do. And when Dave talks about doing trips, like we're not just like blowing smoke saying like, we want to do shows out and come to you on the East coast. There's so many of you guys in Pittsburgh and on the East coast that if we can figure out a way of doing one of these, not just in Vegas, but on the East coast, Oh, we're coming. We would love to do that. We'd love oh, I mean, yeah, 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 it. It'd be yeah, super yeah. fun. I mean, Dave's working with the pirates right now. We've got yeah. in with the pirates and yeah. you know, we've got things going on on the East coast with other yeah. people. And, you know, obviously yeah. the DraftKings guys, we all know them and, mm. and things are happening. So mm. that's Boston is a target. Pittsburgh's a target. Mm. I mean, New York's a target. I mean, they're all different things that we want to get ourselves Iowa, over to Iowa. Iowa it could be. Yeah. For football season, it could be sure for Iowa. college football. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you haven't seen the Cyhawk game before, so I think it'd be cool to take you to the Cyhawk game to have you go out there and do that. And, mm. you know, so the industry is changing so dramatically. We've talked all about what happened with points bet selling. You know, we, we were watching Pat walk away from a, you know, a huge deal with FanDuel. Like the, the industry is, is doing what we thought it was going to do. Consolidation is starting. But good content's good content. And gambling talk is great. If you can talk and give picks, and that's fine. But can you actually sustain it? Can you keep people around? Can you make it fun? Because good content wins at the end. Good content wins. I mean, I got more calls and talks and things about the curtains thing than I, I can't even. I had no idea. And that was, I thought it was curtains out. It's They opened up curtains, our discussion about that. I can't believe it. Stop doing the hand gestures. <laughs> the visuals. What do you mean? Open the curtains, close the curtains. What are we talking about here? I'm talking about curtains like in a uh -huh. show. Uh -huh. yeah. Anyhow, Rommel Camp's in the chat saying he's pretend, me pretending like I don't know about future plans is one of his favorite shticks that I'm doing. I don't know. He's actually Nobody not being, does. it's not a shtick. It's actually it's a reality. A I mean, this is reality television. This is real yeah. stuff. P. Ralt is as real as it gets. I'm beyond real, open book, all of it. We're, we're trying our best, but we're going to bring some stuff. We got, we're talking to everybody. I can't wait for this call this afternoon. Yeah. Another Midwest guy we're going to talk to about some things. We'll find he, out more. He's in the Midwest. I don't think he's from the Midwest, but yes. It's a, it's a call he's with somebody. He told he's me he's on Midwest. Central Time. That's all I know. He is. He's in Milwaukee. Okay, yeah, but 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 I I don't yeah. know where he originally is from. Actually, right. I don't think. But anyway, it's beside the point. But Brandon just, S was at Circa last night. He ooh. just missed us. We're oh going. no, no, we're going tonight. Yeah, sorry. Going tonight. Yeah, we're going tonight. So I didn't just, know, Brandon. Yeah. I didn't, we would have met you. 
We'll we would have met you. Yeah, if you if anyone's going to circle tonight, we'll be down there tonight. So we'll we'll be there yeah. hanging and having some fun. So all right. Last night, interesting stuff. LeBron James fell to five and fifteen in game ones on the road in his career. Mm-hmm. How in the world that game? We'll get to the total the, the number here in a second, but mm. Was that the Lakers figuring out how to stop the Nuggets, or was that the Nuggets taking their foot off the gas when they're up by twenty? Option two, for okay. me. But I mean, full disclosure, I thought it was done. Everyone did, and I left the house to then go meet the kids and Jess out because we had to get a meal before I had to go pick up Kylie, which will be my best thing about today, which we do at the end of every show. Um, In bonus time, which is worth hanging around for. Right. BVB bonus time, which is the show after the show when you get the real good <laughs> stuff. I mean, the stuff is good all show, but that yeah. stuff. I had two people tell me yesterday, they literally go, these are teenagers. Uh-huh. They go to watch the best thing about today first. Oh. And then come back. These are huh. these are friends of my daughters. Who, wow, that, that's really thank yeah, you guys. Thank you. That's are, cool. You guys are really funny, and you talk about non. We don't really care about the lines, Coach Dave. We just like to hear you guys talk because you're funny. And I was like, cool. What's not funny is when a game falls on six. <laughs> like, that's one of those ones when you're like, as the book, it might mean a meeting today. Really? You go to grade it, and you're like, how the hell did that game fall six? So I left the house when it was a blowout, and I got the Buffalo Wild Wings and was like, what the hell just happened? How did this happen? Now, for the general public who bet six, that's not the problem, right? Yeah. The problem is, is for the professionals who bet the opening number and then bet the closing number, correct? There's people that laid four and a half and five and five opening and a half. number. There's other people that waited until it got the six and a half at the end and took the six and a half and seven. The book is trying to make sure that one person doesn't do that, but ideally, sometimes they do. They might, if you're trying to middle and are just do it at different books is ideal. Like, because books sometimes get mad about that. Other books like Circa don't care. Doesn't matter. We never cared. I just needed to know what number was going to hurt me. Mm. Six hurt. How did it fall on six? Because I missed free throw. Missed Jokic free throw late. Had it fall six. Um, Was there a late three by LeBron too that was missed? missed? He missed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was down four. They were down four. LeBron jacked a prayer three. Two free throws, fall six. Should have fallen seven. Anything but six. That was a six the hard way, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> a craps reference. Yeah. yeah that was uh, – listen, we talked about gonna... it on the show yesterday. The numbers side-wise, very, very tight. There's no more gifts. Mm-mm. And I don't mean gifts, something <laughs> that I think – you know, we kind of started here with the hockey goal in the, goal first, in the 10 first 10 minutes. <laughs> Did we start that? No. <laughs> oh, no. They were calling the gifts before yeah. that. We just we, we helped to uh, further the uh, the conversation with it. Oh, OK. That. All right. Well, I never heard it before our show, so I thought we started it. So I apologize to whoever started calling it a gift. But there's no more gifts in the NBA sidewise. You're laying the number 
that the book wants you to lay on the side, or you're taking the number that the book wants you to take, there's no more options. There's no more 12 games a night. There's right. one game. Good luck. It's hard. It's it's really hard. But what do you make of the total being off by 30 points? We because, talked about that on the show yesterday, too. Yeah, First I thought 222 was way, too, was way too low. We talked about that saying, wait a minute. And, and just what Michael Malone had said going into the game is that they did not want to allow the Lakers to get set defensively, so they were going to run. And boy, did they ever run. They grabbed the ball and go, go, go. Every time Damn. was up the court as fast as possible. And then, I mean, LeBron likes playing that way. So the Lakers will play with a team that wants to run. And both teams are just going. And I was concerned about the Lakers total. I was like, man, I got the over of 222. I think I'm going to get 120 at least out of the Nuggets. I'm going to need 100 points out of the Lakers. I wasn't sure I was going to get it at one point because they had, I mean, in the third quarter, they had 65 points. And I was like, uh-oh. And then the run happened and the Lakers went off. And all of a sudden, it flew over. 72 to 54 was the halftime score. 126. Denver put up 72 points yeah. in the first half. I mean, you want to talk about a parade to the basket? It was a free throw line. Yeah. I mean, a, a layup, layup line. line. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it was also the threes, though. Jokic was hitting some prayers. He was. I mean, that, was. that shot at the end of the second half was <laughs> ridiculous. For our first, second quarter, rather, was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And then I, I tweeted one. I love the basketball with like the rap song thoughts and stuff. When yeah. he made that shot, I had heard that flavor in your ear. <laughs> he got flavor in your ear. Right. When he put that shot up right in front of Anthony Davis. And Davis and, was like, eh. And then Davis was like, what am I going to do? That was flavor in your ear. Like that was like, Can't stop right, that. Done. And then. But game two, though, do we see a, a big change here? Do you see the number? It's the same, isn't it? Five and a half side. You see the total? I thought it was 224. 226 and a half or 227, sir? 226 and a half now. Yep. That, that's yeah. okay. I still bet that's, over. That's the adjustment, right? You got to move it. It was too low. We talked about it. We were yeah. right yesterday. We've talked about other things and we've been wrong. Right. It doesn't matter. That's what we talk about on the show. But right. we knew... I thought we knew. I felt pretty confident that that number was too low. Now, by how much it goes over, doesn't matter unless you're yeah. making a points bet, like with right. points bet, which that's gone. Not going to be making that anymore, so you don't have to worry about action. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. That's gone. <laughs> so, oh, did I say that out loud? Was that yes, one of those did. things we're not supposed to talk? <laughs> no, about? You can say it out loud, but you whatever. Just, yeah. We're not swearing, but you know, eff it, right? right. Um, yeah, the adjustment's been made. All right, 227, 226 and a half. Now we've found the number where maybe we can work backwards. But what did you see last night that's going to indicate that what? We're going to play a different type of game? Hell no. That's the way Denver's going to play every game. Yeah, I think it's I think the over is good up to 230. I think you get me to 230, I'll start to worry. But anything in the 220s, I'm going to bet over in this series. I love when you get confident like that. You're like, I ain't afraid. Make I'm not afraid of this. I mean, I ain't afraid. not, not this stuff. I mean, it was, you know, I, I laid six, so I pushed on the six, but you know, I think if you look at the way that Denver can attack and if they're hitting their threes, which they mm -hmm. were in the first half, it opens up everything for Jokic. Now he's not going to do what he did last night. Right. I mean, he hit the prop that we talked about yesterday for points and rebounds in the third quarter. 
Easy. He was, he was, I mean, it was dumb. I guess points and assists, sorry, because the rebounds was 21. It cleared. He scored, what, 34, 21 in like nine, eight or nine. Like he hit them all. He went over points, over rebounds, over assists. He hit everything. Right. He was unbelievable. If he plays like this, I mean, that's the recipe for ending the Lakers. I mean, that's, again, why I think the Nuggets have a really good shot of winning it all because Boston's not stopping that. It, Did it, you say it, end the Lakers? Yeah, knock them out. Beat them. Yes. End their season. It just had a nice ring to it. I oh, oh I was about to end again. the Lakers for good. Yes, it would be phenomenal to end them forever. But look, not forever, not, just this season. not like dead. This. You said the line price heading into the series was a split number that they were going to split the first two after watching game one. Did the Lakers win game two? Eh, you know the way these things go. I mean, there's going to be people that will bet that. Yes. Um, Zigzag theory, right? What was that price? Uh, was it a plus money price to bet them to win game one and win the series? The Lakers because or the Nuggets? No, Nuggets. The nuggets was, it was minus 145 money line, right? For the, I think it was like, think it was like minus 120 or something. It wasn't, exp- it was, it was, it wasn't either small juice or small plus. It wasn't. Right. I would, I would have thought it was like plus 120 or even money or something. Yeah. Like, that sounds right. Yep. You know, maybe even plus because, as high as 150, but yeah. And everybody, again, the whole gambling media people came in and liked the, the Lakers again. Like they liked the Lakers in game seven. And they I was, like the Lakers every game. They do. And I, I, I mean, people like the Lakers. That's, that's, that's always, I don't know be. what Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Perkins keeps on saying that the Los Angeles Lakers are the best defensive team in the playoffs. Must be in the notes, right? I mean, they, the numbers say they are. The numbers have been, they are one of the best. They, they probably are the best defensive team left in the playoffs from the trade deadline on. Their numbers indicate they're ridiculous. Okay. I don't then see. You it. watch the games and when yeah, you I see, just don't see it. Just, uh, I just don't see it. Uh, like, I'm watching open shots and layups and uh, like, what are we? Uh, this is a great defensive team. Really? Like, okay. They're good. They're not, I mean, the, I, I, Perkins keeps on saying like the Los Angeles Lakers are the best defensive team. They're going to, you know, beat the Nuggets because of their defensive effort. And I'm like, Gave up over 70 points in the first half. Like, what? What <laughs> What are we talking about? I don't know. I don't, don't get know, it. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand this. I just love affair with the Lakers defense. But, I mean, they're very tough to stop offensively. But right. it's amazing how much they need Austin Reeves. Like, they need a third weapon. He's the man. They need him. He according, is him. According to him, he is him. He is him. <laughs> he wasn't Austin him last Reeves. night. No. But, and when he is not scoring... They have a tough time. I mean, Anthony Davis and LeBron will get theirs, but they need that third weapon. And if it's not mm-hmm. Russell, it's not somebody else off the bench. If it's not Reeves, they have a tough time. I mean, they scored a bunch of points and they had a big run, but I don't know. I still like Denver in the series. I I, I still think Denver is going to beat the Lakers. So right. we'll see how that goes. I'm good with that. Yeah. So you mentioned it. The Spurs win the draft lottery. We talked about it yesterday. What was the best for business? And Wimbledon. I thought it was Spurs or Rockets was best for business myself. Uh, and Fall of San Antonio. They're you gonna love great, that big seven foot four Wimby in Texas. Well, you made a great point yesterday that I didn't really even think about. You said Greg Popovich was convinced to stick around because of what was potentially down the pike. Yeah. What was coming. And I went, you know what? That's actually really true. That's actually a really good point about why did Popovich suffer through this season at his age? knowing that something very good could be coming and up. They win the draft lottery. Look at that. They get the generational player. The last time they had the number one pick overall, 
they took a guy who wound up in Springfield, Massachusetts. What Mr. Tim Duncan. What the hell's in Springfield, Massachusetts for the people that don't know? Basketball Hall of Fame. Have you been there? Multiple times. I've done radio shows from there, actually. From is it nice? It is now. They redid they redid it. When I was growing up, it was always we were like, this is a hall of fame. What the hell is this? And then <laughs> That's they, what I thought when I went to Canton yeah. when I was a little kid. I was like, wait a second, they do all this stuff. They have these guys do these speeches and all this stuff. This is it? Yeah. Like it didn't, but now it's amazing. Yeah, now they um, totally that they invested like a $20 million. Now they have full courts there. They play basketball tournaments there. Like they play they basketball do. at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they they play high school and college basketball tournaments at the Hall of Fame. Whoa. Yeah. So yeah, there's a whole full arena and like they, they they totally did it up. They they did it right. It was not nice. When I was growing up, I was like, this thing sucks, but it's nice now. Um, but Tim Duncan was the guy that drafted number one. So Victor Wombayamba is going to be, I mean, he's seven, four. They, some are saying call him seven, five. He's actually taller than seven, four. He's seven, four and a half closer to seven, five. I can't wait to get him on the show someday. Seven, five. Just want to stand next to him. Take a picture. I mean, everybody, I mean, the height, the size it's, you know, he gets to play for Greg, for Greg Popovich. This is crazy. You know, the Spurs, in the next five years, have 13 first-round picks, I heard this morning. How is that possible? They traded everybody away. They, they, well, they, they did. The, the, the Kawhi Leonard deal, like they just they, they made all of these moves for this to happen. Like this is what they were dreaming of, and they got it. They got the kid. They got the next superstar. 17,000 tickets sold overnight. 17,000? Overnight. If you lived in San Antonio, would you buy tickets? Hell yes. You've been to San Antonio? Never been. There are three things to do in San Antonio. Oh, boy. Here That's we it. go. Three. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> three things to do in San Antonio. I'm putting the listing glasses on for this. Go ahead, sir. The Riverwalk. Okay. The Alamo. Okay. Burrs games. That's it? That's it. <laughs> That's all there is to do in San Antonio. Can you Antonio. do all that in one day? Oh, easy. Yeah. Oh. Look, oh. I love the. I, I've been oh. to the Riverwalk multiple times. It All is right. a really fun walking, cool. You don't feel like you're in America anymore. It's super. I love it. It's a, it's one of the more unique parts of any city. All the different shops and restaurants and things to do. Very cool. Alamo is boring as holy hell. <laughs> it just is. Well, there goes the San Antonio it's Chamber okay. of Commerce sponsor. It, that, uh, that. I mean, that, it's the Alamo. It's, it's, it, you're like, this is it. Like the, the, the this is it. <laughs> why did I, why did I do this? Why am I here? Said, the Grand Canyon is one of the seven wonders of the world. I thought the same thing when I saw really? it. I said, that's it. Here. You said that was it. When you saw the Grand Canyon, that was the first thing you thought was that's it. Well, no, I thought, all right, this is great. We're standing around. I was not getting on a donkey and riding okay, down so and you doing didn't that. Go see it. Okay. That's a different story. So go we into went that and, saw thing. It and I was like, all right, now when we eat lunch, like, seriously, what, what do we do now? I mean, oh, you stare and look at it and take it all in. You got to go and hike. You got to go in all the different sides. I mean, there's so many horseshoe bend and all. I the Grand Canyon. This is a, about living here. The, the the Nevada, Arizona, Utah little pocket of all three around the Grand Canyon and it's all the fantastic. different. It's so fun. It's it is fantastic. If it, this is your thing, if you like the Red Rock yeah. and you like yes. this, the, the the different type of topography and 
just where we grew up, mountains. we don't see that stuff. Like we we don't see any of that stuff where we where you and I grew up. No, we see trees and mountains once in a while. Like we we you know we see well, fields no, no, and no. grass. I mean Pennsylvania is nothing but trees and mountains. Right. Same thing in Massachusetts. Same with New England. Right. Well, you this, people in New England is, go to look at the leaves change. I mean, you yes, literally we take a weekend and go look at the leaves. True. Yeah. So it's a different type of thing. But yes, this little, I mean, that drive to Arizona back and forth, there's a lot of dead area, but there's a lot of weaving through where you wonder how did the people actually even make it here before cars? Like, awesome question. It's amazing. Right? Like I, I am stunned every the time heat. that I drive down the there <laughs> or to California where I'm like, they got up over this mountain. And then down to the other side, like it made a road. <laughs> how did they do this? A lot of, di- a lot of dynamite blowing oh. up those huge things. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's spectacular. Human but, um, evolution is incredible in terms of I, I, I living out here. I, I always tell it to Madeline. I'm, I'm always like, you know, in parts of Nevada, like to the north of the city where there's no one that's there. I remind her like Las Vegas used to look like this, like just nothing. It was just like, we literally built something out of nothing here. Like the mob came here and said like, you know what? I like the Valley. I got three peaks either side. I can watch the feds. Let's do it here. Build it in the deserts. Probably. And that's how they picked the, the, the valley to be why they built Las Vegas. Probably the conversation went something like that. But yeah, well, they used yeah. to have lookouts. I, I Supposedly, I've never, never seen this. Supposedly, there are old houses up on the tops of the ridges around the valley. Where they used to, the mob used to station people to watch when they could see the feds coming from miles away. That's why they picked where they picked for Las Vegas. If a big raid was coming, they would have to come over the mountain and they'd have people on, on all the mountaintops looking down and looking There's over. There's only one road into town from a lot of directions. Well, that's before, but the feds would come over the mountains. They'd come differently. They'd come with helicopters. They'd come in different ways that they were going to come to raid Las Vegas. This is like the 50s now. This is like, you know, yeah. back back when there was only one road, but they would come other ways because they know they watched the one road. The feds would say, okay, we're coming in a different way. That's why the whole tunnels, everybody, I love telling people about the tunnels under the, under the Vegas Strip. They're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, it's how they get the money out. They didn't take it out their front door. They went down. <laughs> they went into the ground and took the money out. So it was do, all straight do, do cash. Do people know about these stories? Like, why are you telling everybody all the stories right now? Like, we got people going to be come looking for it. What do you know? What do you mean? This is they tell people this at the airport when you come in. They tell people this. This is, okay. this is well known. Right. This is right. it's public like, knowledge. All right. Yes, it's public right. knowledge. Right. Now, I mean, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the documentary of the people who live in the in this in the uh, tunnels? Tunnels in Vegas? Yeah. There's a whole ecosystem of people underneath. It's about 300 people who live underneath Las Vegas in the old tunnels that the mob used to take the money out. Send me the link after the show. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's incredible. It's a whole, like, they have their own police system. They have their own, like, you know, when when to wash their clothes. People go run errands. Yeah. (laughs) It's a whole city under the city in Las Vegas. You ever see the movie Running Man? Back in the day, Richard huh? Dawson was the, the the host, and they were playing a game, basically survival. Arnold Schwarzenegger back yeah. in the day. There was a whole underground people living. It sounds like you're describing it. Something similar, but nobody goes and gets killed for sport down there. At least like, we don't know <laughs> they do, like in Running Man. But you know, it it is what it is. All right. So last night, the Yankees got caught. Now the judge thing was a question. Herman got caught. Sticky substance on the hands gets busted. 
<laughs> this is turning into a kind of a rough road trip and a rough trip to Toronto for New York right now. Oh, I mean, Again, they, we asked the question yesterday. I asked the question because that expression, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, <laughs> has made cheating. its way. He was cheating. Herman was cheating. What are you doing? I feel like this happens in Toronto a lot. And nowhere else? I feel like over the years, a lot of things have happened in Toronto first or gotten called out first. I feel like I love our people up north. Well, no, you're right about the guys who are in the Sky. What do they call the hotel out in Centerfield? The Sky Dome Hotel. Is that what it's called? Okay. They're in the hotel rooms with long lenses. Yeah. <laughs> we went to go and steal. That's how they initially started to steal signs was in those hotel rooms. And I mean, there was a lot of guys that went to Toronto and started experimenting with the juice and all That's this true. other stuff. Uh-huh. Like it was just different. Um, and now this came out yesterday and I was like, what are they doing? Like, obviously the Yankees are worried about the Blue Jays. Right. You feel like you're going to have to do this stuff. Um, Again, it's so bizarre to just do it out in the open to me. Like, I just don't understand the brazenness. So often now, I mean, you can't get away with this. Baseball has literally said we're taking sticky substance out of the game. You can't do it because we're going to check you whether there's an allegation or not. We're just going to walk up to you after you come off the mound. Give me your hand. Give me your glove. Give your hat. And then they, they come over and they ask for somebody else. Hey, do you, do you feel this? Do you feel this? Yep, yep, yep. And they do the whoop, you're out. <laughs> and they throw them out of the game. Suspension coming. <sighs> I got this umpire hat from an umpire. Actually, oh. this is an actual Major League Baseball umpire hat. Nice. Dear friend uh, gave it to me. The umpires have a hard job, p They do. And they're just like fans and stuff get upset. Like, what are they doing? What are they? It's the rules. Mm -hmm. They're just like the cop that pulls you over for a ticket. It's not personal. This is his job. He got to check to make sure if you're speeding. And if you are, you pay the penalty. If you're using a sicky stuff, when they check, you're out. But at what point do we ask them to not? I mean, like. Are we always going to have to check because there's always going to be somebody doing it? Yes. I mean, look at the umpire was spoken to. The crew chief was spoken to after the game. He told a pool reporter, quote, the instant I looked at his hand, it was extremely shiny and extremely sticky. It's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Give me the quote again. I'm going to put on. I'm going to put on the listening glasses for the quote. It's, we're just reading a quote. That's just all we're doing. Reading, we're just I just read an Urban Dictionary thing, and the yes. tweet went viral. <laughs> Cue it up. Give me the glasses. Read the quote again. Get it together. Crew Don't chief. Laugh. Crew chief told a pool reporter after the game that Herman's hand quote the instant I looked at his hand, it was extremely shiny and extremely sticky. It's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. My <laughs> fingers stopped. I was trying to read it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. You can't do that. I didn't mean to. It was funny. It was funny. Pick it up where you left off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you want me to read this in a straight face? You can't start laughing. I'm sorry. I don't, 
His eyelids are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Get it together. Oh, it's too good. All right. We're talking about the sticky finger. Go ahead. That was the last thing you said. Something about a sticky finger. Go. Because <laughs> he says my fingers had a hard time coming off his palm. What? He said what? <laughs> that's that's why I couldn't read it because I was gonna laugh as soon as I read it. I was gonna start laughing because <laughs> he actually says the umpire actually says it's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. My fingers had a hard time coming off his palm. <laughs> Legit, legitimately, an actual real quote. That's not a joke. It's a real quote. Oh, that's too funny. Curtains off for the show. That's it. <laughs> you do this I got, I got my kids doing they call this the parole when you lean back and you do this and then you do this with your hat the kids were imitating you last night at dinner they said did you guys practice that i said no no i didn't even hear this quote before i literally was out me and i got in i read the rundown i didn't click every link like i usually do i had no idea that was coming that was one of your best reads of all time <laughs> He. Uh, Aaron Boone said, not ideal to the, <laughs> to, to what happened. <laughs> you think? He was asked, not, not ideal. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, not ideal with what's going on in Toronto right now. It's you guys cheating. It's like every single game you guys are getting busted with cheating in some form or fashion. But your point about them being worried about the Blue Jays is interesting. So you think that they're worried about the Jays more than the Rays? No, I think they're worried about them both. But I think the reality of the situation for them. I mean, aren't the Jays and the Rays both making the playoffs as of right now? Well, that's what we thought, right? We thought it was a three-team playoff appearance, two wild card and one champ out of the right. East. So well, could the be Yankees. Four. Could be four. Could uh why the Orioles can't make the playoffs? Well, the Orioles, the Red Sox are playing pretty decent. Yeah. And the Yankees are up, you know, looking up in the standings, there has to be a little bit of like, hey, guys, it's May 17th. Oh, no, there is. In New York, there is. I mean, because Yankee fans want Boone fired. The best thing that's happening to the Yankees right now, the Mets are a train wreck. Oh, the Mets weren't such a train wreck. The Yankees oh. would be on front page, you know, front and center. But Boone, the, the happiest guy on the planet right now is Aaron Boone. If the Mets are bad. Right. He would be getting ripped every day. I had a tremendous conversation with Aaron Boone in Las Vegas hmm. Here? before he got the job managing the Yankees. Okay. When he was calling games? Could, yeah. He couldn't have been nicer. He couldn't have been nicer. Um, He's such a real dude. Mm. Like, he's just a real guy. And he's trying his best. These Yankee fans are going to fire him every, every year, every this, every that. Yeah, they do. It's over the top. I don't know who you're going to get to manage and do better. You listen, the Yankee fans complain. There's only one group of fans that complain as much or more than Yankee fans. They're Red Sox fans. I mean, seriously, people are nuts. <laughs> crazy. The chat is too good. What are they doing? <laughs> I was looking up. What did they say? They get uh, us? They got us something good? What did they get us? Uh, things I can't really read, but too good. Oh, why? Why can't you read it? Oh, because we got we got no filter today. We got to be very careful. You didn't swear yet, and I didn't swear yet. We're thirty nine minutes were into the show. Each, imagine these two were sitting next to each other during every show. I don't know if we could get through a show. 
Oh, we would get through the show. Uh, we absolutely would get through the, the show. Jokes are writing themselves. This is true. These are not even, this is just like, although this is every single day. This is when we talk, <laughs> we make each other laugh. Silly stuff. I mean, behind the scenes, you were working on the, the, the BVB bonus time stinger. Yes. Intro. Yes. I call you on the way to go to the South Point and I ask you what you're doing. And you said, I'm working on this thing because we got to put it on in the show. And I said, what? Me going <laughs> is not working. And you did that. You're like, no, it's no. not. <laughs> and then I heard the result of what yeah. you were doing. And I went, oh, that's pretty good. I mean, it's like a pick em, me doing it or that. <laughs> sure. And then you did that and we were laughing. And this is so, yes, the yeah. jokes do write themselves. It's every yes. day. It's not, it's real. Yeah. My baseball betting is turning into one of those joke things, unfortunately, because what Oh, don't happened. get discouraged. You did this last year. You were done with baseball in May. We had a really good run in June. And then the all-star break got a little bit sticky and blew everything up. But no, I mean, look, I'm not complaining. I'm basically 500 betting baseball at the moment. So it's not horrible, but Lean Bieber gives up five to a White Sox offense that had done nothing. And Lynn, whose ERA was nine at home, goes seven and gives up one earned run. Like, this is why hockey is more fun because hockey, the numbers and the trends stay to, they tend to stay the course. They don't do this abrupt, I'm going to fall off a cliff one way or the other. Lance Lynn had sucked all year at home, and Lance Lynn goes seven and gives up one. Bieber had been really good at home, and Bieber was a gas can last night. I mean, it was like, it was zero, zero in the fifth. It was zero, zero to the fifth. And then, then the fifth. I mean, this is <laughs> what then, happens. It's baseball, bro. Like this can happen. So I guess so. I didn't watch the game. I guess there was a balk call or there was something that happened that threw everything off. Like, I guess everything kind of went downhill for Bieber after a call that didn't go his way. So someone said it wasn't really your fault. It just Bieber really imploded and they lost eight to three, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The other game. I mean, it's eight to four, Dave, in the seventh inning. Eight, eight to, to four. four. Eight to four. I'm on the run line for the Diamondbacks. We're going to hit this two to two, seventh inning. Bam. Grand slam. Grand slam. Not even just a two. I mean, a single is fine. Score two. We're okay. Mm. Even to mm. get three, get an extra run potentially. Nope. Eight, eight. Game goes to the 12th inning. The A's had three chances in extras to win it, and they finally won it in the 12th. I don't know what's worse, going to an A's game or going to an A's game that goes to the 12th inning. I mean, they probably close everything in the seventh, like, right? They did that last call thing and all that yeah. other stuff. Like, so that stinks. It's, 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 we're going to an A's game this summer, just so you know. Okay. I'm going. Sure. Great. I'm going. If you don't want to go, I go, we got people up there. We got people in area code. Brother lives in Oakland. I can go. go. I know. This is perfect. Yeah. I, I want to go, go meet the brother P. Rod up there. Yeah. And we'll go to an A's game. We'll, We'll shoot our own. He goes to he, he he goes all the time. He laughs because it's like they can just walk up and buy whatever seat you know. You buy a high up seat and you just walk down and sit in you know box seats. See, I'll do the different approach. I want to sit in the dugout. How much is the ticket? <laughs> That's what I want to do. And I, if I can't you sit in call the dugout, they'll you be like, you can sit this close." Yeah, and they tell me, "Oh, it's forty dollars for the most expensive seat." I said, "I'll take two. And we'll go sit right next to the damn right. dugout and we'll hear everything, see everything, smell everything. I don't want to worry about getting a high seat and walking down, although we could do that. Yeah. I, so, I did that once at spring training. I, I bought a spring training seat at Scottsdale Stadium, a lawn seat. 
Right. Then I walked around and I told the kids, come on, let's go. I had Kylie and Kelsey with me, cute little girls walking around. Jessica would not be a part of it because she's such a straight arrow square. I'm she's similar. like, wait, she's like, we're not doing this. I'm like, there's nobody here. It's the sixth inning. It's 110 outside. Relax. Nobody, nobody's going to bother us. So we walk around and we were with another family and the mom came with me. So there was four of us. Paula was her name. We walked around. We went and sat right next to the on-deck circle, the San Francisco oh. Giants. I could literally like hear if I whispered and talked to Buster Posey. I was right there, right? You know whose seats I sat in? Who? The owner of the Giants. Oh. I, I didn't know. I didn't uh, know. Did he, Everybody he, he come in back? the section was like, who in the hell is this guy? He's sitting in his seats. And I was like- Oops. You know, hey, girls, come on, sit down. We all sat there and everybody thought we were somebody. They weren't. I didn't find out they were until scared. I got up. Yeah, they were scared to say anything because in case you were somebody, they would look they would look bad. Yeah. I got up and the usher said, do you know whose seat you were in? I was like, well, no. What do you mean? You know, uh, he goes, that's the owner of the team. And they sent me a showed me a picture of him on his phone. I was right. like, oh, Yeah. Forget his name, but yeah, I sat in his seats. So sometimes you got to be careful if you sit too close. Fair. Very fair. Yeah. Speaking of the A's, I watched something last night. I have this changed my told me about. I, I can't believe this. I've this changed my I've actually changed my opinion of I, I watched something on uh YouTube and Instagram last night, which sort of blew my mind. They are selling this completely wrong here in town. Because everyone's talking about the A's moving to Vegas to play in a 30,000 seat ballpark. For those of us who live here and those of you who come to Vegas to be a part of the nightlife and everything else, you know what the corner of Tropicana, the Flamingo and Las, or the Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard, that corner, what that's like. That corner is awful. They are going to basically drop, you said on the call this morning, a bomb on that entire corner. The ballpark is only nine acres. There's 22 more acres to be developed on top of the nine that will be completely changing the entire corner in that entire side of the strip. If they do this, if they build this ballpark, yep. And they put in all the nightlife and all of the walking malls and everything else. They're talking about changing places to live. Yep. High rise apartments and everything else. They're trying to develop in that whole area. Mm -hmm. It will force the hand of MGM to have to renovate MGM and New York, New York. That will make that corner look completely different in 10 years. That will be an unbelievable part of the Las Vegas strip or, or, Will it allow them to keep everything the same and get the runoff? Because the Circa situation was the same thing. Okay. And some places have ramped up their game downtown along Fremont when they just literally blew up a building, yeah. caused a big hole, and built that nice, I would call it a strip level type property. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Places didn't even upgrade their rooms. No, right because, before. right, but that's not, I think there's a difference on the strip than downtown. 
I would think so. Downtown is about the visitor getting people down there. The younger generation was not going to Circa or not going downtown. Circa has changed a little bit, not dramatically, but there, there are some younger people who will make their trek down to Circa now where they would not have gone before. Like I was with a bunch of 30-year-old guys who were all on a bachelor party over the weekend, my cousin, and he, he was the best man in the wedding. Oh. And I asked him, do you want to go downtown? Do you want to, do you want to go to Circa? Do you want to go? I explained everything, what's going on. And they all kind of were like, no, we're good. Like there wasn't any interest in it. Because they don't know. A lot of times people just really don't know. No, they, they, they knew that they knew about they the canopy go. that they knew yeah. about Fremont yeah. street experience. Yeah. They knew about all the different things. And I was, but like on the list of things they wanted to do, it was on the list it just wasn't a priority for them. They wanted to do other things. They wanted to go to a nightclub. They wanted to have a good dinner. They wanted to go to Wet Republic. They wanted to go, you know, to, just to do your typical bachelor party type stuff. Uh, I I just think people who stay on the strip, you know, Aria and Cosmo, that area is really nice. There's a lot of really nice places there. You know, keep going down to get to Bellagio, keep going down to get to Venetian, the Palazzo, right. Win, Encore, all that. Like, if you start if you start at Cosmo and go up towards MGM, those all those south. properties are so south. Yeah, all those properties are old. New York, New York is old. I mean, the park is new, which is nice, but New York, New York, New York is is old. MGM Grand's old. Excalibur is blah. Mirage is I mean, not Mirage. Um, Luxor is give me a break. And I mean, you know, Mandalay Bay is is nice, right? It, it's got. You know, the Four Seasons has got some higher end, but that's in between Mandalay Bay and Cosmo. A lot of older properties that need an upgrade. This ballpark does that. This ballpark creates, because they're going to build a casino floor, obviously, there's going to be a gaming component to this. You have a new casino, a new ballpark, and 22 acres of other stuff to play around with? Are you kidding me? So what happens in places like this? Saw it in Pittsburgh. And now, you know... um, I mean, my buddy Travis is a big part of how this is done. Like he runs the team, but he runs the development situations around it and very much aware of it. I've learned a lot talking to him and through him and watching him work. You know, they built PNC Park in a place where there was nothing really to. I mean, they took away Three River Stadium, but they put PNC Park in Heinz Field where that was. They didn't really do the development so much right there i mean a little bit it still needs a place to be a place where people go well this will be a place people will go and i mean two questions back one how bad is the traffic going to be because they got to figure out how to figure out how to get that traffic pattern where it's not completely just a burial two will they allow hotels like hyatt Fairfield in all these different things, days in to put hotels there without casinos. No, why would they do that? Because they're going to build their own. Why would Bally's do that? Bally's going to build their own hotel. At what point are there too many casinos here? Casinos, never too many, but places really? to stay, never too many. But the places to stay, the question is going to be, and I think you're right about this, are we going to price people out? <laughs> no, because they say what are we doing it now. They say 2.5 million more people are going to attend, going to come into town because of their property, because of what they're building. And you for and I baseball. Both, no, they'd say overall for the project, 2.5 million. We we laughed at it. We're like, give me a break. That number is ridiculous. 
Well, actually, well, but actually there's some, I, I, I can see this a little bit. If they put other attractions on this other 20 plus acres, they're going to develop. And baseball is just, it's baseball, but it's not what they're worried about. They're building other things that are Vegas for families and people to come see and people to come be a part of. That can change a lot. That that can bring more people in if you're having state-of-the-art whatever, art, state-of-the-art, you know, because if you bring a hotel in that's going to be really beautiful and nice, people want to stay there. First-class restaurants and shopping and different shopping districts. I mean, 20 plus acres, that's a lot of that's a lot of real estate down there. It's a lot. And I mean, if you take it and you go east off the strip, I mean, there's that's where Hooters was. Yeah. That's where obviously the tropic from the Tropicana away from the strip east, there's a lot of like, you know, fly by night hotels and motels and convenience stores that you got to be real aware of your situation and your time of visiting and your surroundings. And um, it's not the nicest. No, not the best. No. Um, but you would clean that up. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm, I, I got to see what you saw. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm now thinking about this in a much different way. The A's are just a byproduct. I'm not worried about it because when we built Allegiant, it was built for two purposes, the Raiders and events that needed stadiums. And when we we needed a stadium here, a we big a big big venue. Yeah. I mean, it's something bigger than the eighteen thousand five hundred, right? Or twenty thousand maximum, T-Mobile. whatever. T Mobile, yeah. you know it. Events grew bigger than Mandalay Bay and MGM Grand. Yep. We Concerts, got, tours. We got T Mobile. Yeah. Yep. As T Mobile. Start and and we needed a bigger stadium and brought a football team to be the to anchor tenant. But we needed to bring Taylor Swift wouldn't have come if we didn't Correct. have allegiance. Right. Now Metallica, Metallica wouldn't have come. I mean, Chili Peppers. I mean, there's been so many big concerts that have come through already. Right. That used to only go to Phoenix and then L.A. and they just yeah. avoid Vegas because it. I mean, if you could sell fifty thousand seats, you sell fifty thousand instead of twenty. You don't yep. go to the twenty thousand seat venue. So I get it. I understand. I just don't know. Like they really got to make sure that they don't oversell the baseball thing and all the all the development and all this other stuff because I said it to you on the phone when I was driving and I meant it. I feel like the baseball team is for the residents. Like it's eighty one games. It's a commitment. Seventy percent of the proposed tenants and or attendance will be locals. That's what the team is projecting. So you are right. If you make it that hard to get down there, beat them over the head for the parking. And, you know, you want to go grab a bite to eat down there before the game. And the whole night's going to cost you all this for for baseball. Regular mm-hmm. season game. It's going to be a hard sell, man. It's going to be a hard agree. sell. I would agree with you. I think it needs to be family friendly. It needs to be family first. It needs to be a venue that you want to be fighting the traffic to get to. It's got to be worth it because people fight traffic for a legion because it's worth it. There's nowhere to park at Allegiant. You got to walk. <laughs> you got to park in a deck and then walk across a whole highway to get to the stadium. People will do it because it's worth it. Right. So they will go through, people will go through the inconvenience. I mean, look, T-Mobile Arena, parking next to T-Mobile is not, a, you know, it's not, it's no fun to be stuck in that parking deck after games. 
How many more places can there be here to shop? Sauna came in the chat just now, has a good point. He said maybe he's in the minority, but it feels like there are plenty spots to shop. That mall at the Cosmo. Yep. Forum shops. Yep. Crystal shops. I mean, fashion show malls right there. Aria with the crystals and all that there's other more. stuff. I there's mean, there's more. more retail. There's like, come on, bro. There's always more. There's always more. And we got downtown Summerlin is wonderful. But no, no one, things that we got for us, there. that's a local thing. No one goes downtown Summerlin from tourism. I know, but you can go there to shop and not have the hustle and bustle. Oh, I never go shopping down on the strip ever. I go to the outlet malls. The only time I'm ever shopping for anything outlet is Outlet malls, outlets. got all I'm that. There's I'm a the north outlets. and a south outlet malls. Yeah, I mean, that's people the only reason why. the world and shop here. It's amazing what we got here already. Like, yeah. I don't know more. what they're going to put down there. There's Rock. more. There's, there's so many new restaurants. I mean, Bobby Flay announced a new restaurant yesterday that's going in Caesars. There's, you know, this, there's always new restaurant concepts and things that are changing and flipping over. And, you know, just the, na- the nature of business. There's, you know, if one store works in one part of the strip, they'll make another one. You know, right. that's, the, that's the other part of Vegas is that you can have multiple locations. If it works down on you know the forum shops, you'll open up another location on the south side of town. It works on the north side of town, work on the south side of town. So mm. that's kind of how, you know, that that's kind of how it means. Um, big news in the media and a big congratulations and, and and an applaud to our friends at the Pat McAfee show. They've been great to us over the years, seeing yep. them at the Super Bowl and coming on and doing a bunch of stuff with us. And this yep. past year talking to AJ Hawk and Gump's been on the show a bunch of times and he's just, you know, it, it's it's a it's a it's a nice relationship. It stems from you knowing the guys as yep. well as you do. Yesterday got a got a really big bounce. I, I will a hundred percent push back on the people that are calling Pat a sellout. I I don't <laughs> think it's right, and I think it actually is a very short sighted way of approaching things. Yeah, because if nothing changes, and and if you just can't say the f word, yep. You, you, that makes somebody a sellout because they're they're going to stop saying a curse word. That's all they've agreed to do. Like that's really kind of ridiculous in my mind. I am way too close to the situation to offer an opinion on it, but I love, 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 love when people do that don't know anything. Mm. Let them talk. Pat mm. ain't worried about it. Pat's worried about the PMI, Pat McAfee Incorporated shows. His hammer down. That's mm-hmm. hockey talk, all of it. Pat's got miles to feed. He now has a new baby. He's Big got month. a lot of things on his mind. Um, but what this signals to me, and, and this is a little bit inside school, but you guys are bringing this up on Twitter, and I, th- I think it's an interesting point, is that it does show some validity. It does show some um, a changing of the tide. In yeah. terms of the way that media is going to be presented in the near future, that the audience, you guys who are watching, you guys who are consuming these shows, yep. you are the ones that everyone's going to cater to because without the audience, there is no programming. Content has to have an audience. You guys are showing an appetite for something different. It doesn't need to be buttoned up. We don't need to be wearing suits and ties. We don't need to have this, quote, professional look. We don't need to talk. Wait, are you it's, saying we don't look professional? What are you talking about? We we dress, we wear whatever we want to wear. You know, we allow to do that. That's right. Yeah, but that's, that's what but people like that because we just, we're, we're casual. Pat wears a tank top every day. <laughs> people hate him for it. For wearing a tank top every day? Oh, they come at him all the time. Why? What do they because, care because what he's wearing? They want to be doing it themselves. 
Just like that guy that asked me, why do I dress like I'm 10? Because I can. Yeah, because Pac, I, I don't know. It, but the whole, the old adage of put one guy on one side of the table and another guy on the other side of the table and have them yell at each other about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan for three hours at a, at a time. That sounds terrible. Is now dying. And look, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless created for 20 years now, created the type of content that everybody copied, everybody mimicked. And it worked. Ratings were good. People liked it. Now, I mean, sure, First Take is still around. I haven't watched Fox Sports 1 or Skip Bayless's program in I don't know how many years. I know it still exists. I'm not really sure who's watching it compared to what they used to, but it shows this move by ESPN gives a lot of um, gives me a lot of fuel for what you and I are doing and what this show is that we are doing exactly what we should be doing. There's nothing. We're, we're not going to change a damn thing. We're not going to change a damn thing. What we're doing is we're, we're doing exactly what we should be doing. And Pat being given the Mickey Mouse ears, which was something that like five years ago, if somebody was like, hey, by the way, Pat McAfee is going to be on ESPN in daytime. People would be like, shut up. Remember when he left punting, went, left the NFL to go to Barstool? People were writing articles about the dumbest decision in the history of media. Yeah. All pro kicker gives up a lucrative NFL career to go be a talking head. What the hell is he doing? Well, he's now a lot of people actually saying that on the place he's going to work. It's fair. (laughs) And look at the change because what ESPN Uh, is saying to the world is that Pat McAfee is going to take us into the streaming world. That's where ESPN is going. ESPN is going to no longer be on cable in the very near future. ESPN is building up their YouTube presence for a reason Mm -hmm. where this show is live and Twitter live. This is what the future is going to be. YouTube TV, Amazon TV. Okay. People can say whatever they want about Amazon and the money that they spent and whether or not the NFL should be mad about the ratings for the Thursday night football. People are paying $100 a year to go shopping on Amazon Prime, and they're giving them football games to keep them around to justify it. Yep. You have hundreds of thousands of people giving you $100 plus. Now it's like $130 a year to be part of Amazon Prime, to get get the Amazon Prime shows, to get video, whatever else. It's $100 a year. More than that. It's like a buck 30 now. Okay. It's $130 a year. Yeah. And they have hundreds, I mean, and that's to go, that's to go and give them more money for the right, right to give them more right. money to go fine. shopping on their stuff. Just keep be, that price point in mind. That's one hundred and thirty dollars a year. Yep. To, from a, they get all the movies, they get to shop, they get the NFL games, they get a lot of stuff for one hundred and thirty a year to give I'm just them putting more. that out there as a number because yeah. I'm always thinking about the number. And listen, man, it's awesome. I mean, but. We believed in this, you and I, from the first time we started talking about it. We've had that conversation with hundreds of people Mm. about this show, particularly this show, you and I doing this. We got one shot. We got one yes, and we did it, and they went away. We're going to have another shot talking to people every day about doing it. A lot of different things. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 
And it's good. I mean, gives it's us good hope. To, yes. And th- that is a great word. Hope is a great word. And, and motivation is a great word. And, and, you know, I was, I sent a message to Gump last night, but I was, you know, going like, it's just, it's so validating is the word I keep coming back to as to this, mm. as to what you and I have been talking about in the way that we're doing these shows. And when, when people watch it and they're like, yeah, but you guys swear too much. Oh, we swear too much. Oh, you guys don't wear a suit and tie. Oh, you know, all, all the things that we're doing. That's like, you know, the value of what we present it's in the eye of the beholder, but more and more people are coming to our side every day and starting to see the value of what it means, what media will look like in five years, in 10 years. Cause it's going to look a lot like this and what we've been doing. And it's okay. It ain't for everybody. But if you try it, it's just like the squash with the kids. I keep saying it. It's the try to squash. If you don't like it, you've got to eat vegetables. Try the broccoli. If you don't like that, try the string beans, whatever. (laughs) Okay. But if you like it, what we're finding is that people end up going, you know what? That squash isn't bad. I'm going to have it again tomorrow. Wow. Right. They're going to come back again tomorrow and the next day. And then, and they're going to tell somebody and that's how these things grow organically. Mm -hmm. I think we could help the farmer brother Peralt and he's an organic (laughs) farmer. We'll grow stuff with the BVB and get them to buy them from him. We got all kinds of things. See, we could do with all that stuff. Like it just kind of happens. That's funny. Yeah. I never, never thought about that. We could, you know, hey Ben, you'd advertise Mountain View Farms on on BB Farms right here. We're going to talk BBB. about the vegetables, the whole thing, whatever you want, man. I'll put a hold up the stuff right here. On. Here you go. Won't it even use the stuff. sticky finger. I won't just hold it right up. Or the sticky hand. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, finally, before we talk about the game tonight for the yes. Celtics, um, this is some sad news here. And you lived in Arizona, oh. so you understand the Phoenix voter more than I do, but. There were three referendums up for vote last night. They needed one of them to pass to keep the coyotes from leaving. There's a a plot of land in Tempe that the owner of the coyotes wanted to pay to build the stadium himself. But this land is, is like, I guess it's the last bit of really high value property in Tempe. They've developed kind of everything else. So we drove by it when we went to Wicapa. You didn't uh, see it. it. We drove by. Remember that that river and all that development? And then we took the turn and went north. Okay. It's yeah. Down, it's right down there. But yes, okay. go ahead. It's the last bit of land in Tempe where they have to de- they have to decide who gets it, who gets to develop it. And the owner wanted to develop it. He wanted the rights to go and pay for the stadium to build it himself. Mm-hmm. But because all these other owners have asked for public money. And to have taxpayers fund it, mm. the people in Tempe, and this is according to ArizonaSports.com, I watched some stuff this morning on it. They believe that people were just misinformed as to what they were actually voting on. And they all voted no. And the highest of the three proposals, the highest got 44%. They need 50% on one of the three options to allow the owner of the Coyotes to build. And now he gets to leave if he wants to. Dave, they can go to KC tomorrow. The Sprint Center was built for an NHL hockey team. That for the Penguins. Came. For the Penguins. It was built for the Penguins. The Penguins were one step out the door, and Mario Lemieux came in and kept them. I remember being really mad, and I had nothing personal about Kansas City, but no, but 
I was mad at the time because I was still in Pittsburgh. I'm like, this team can't leave. I, I was in Omaha time. and people were like, why are you building a building without having a tenant? Like everyone was like, what are you doing? If you build it, they will come. Yeah, will they? But they mm-hmm. haven't. So what you've had is a basketball venue for college. That's been a college basketball. That's when concerts and college basketball all go in the Sprint Center. But you could pick up and move from Phoenix to the Sprint Center tomorrow and the Coyotes could play there next year. It's already set up for them to go ahead and do that. Zach, the hat just came in and said, Utah jazz owner wants to buy them according to Dreger. Yes. I think a ton of, there's going to be a monster amount. Salt Lake city could 100% use a, another pro franchise. They only have one. They could have two Portland, Oregon could be another that would 100% would love to have a second pro pro sports team. They only have one. JC from KC just came in and said, just so you know, it's no longer the Sprint Center. It's now the T-Mobile Center. Oh, I'm, I'm well, that's right. I guess Sprint got bought by T-Mobile. Sprint, so, right. okay. Okay. so there's two T-Mobile, you guys for there's two T-Mobile centers in America? Apparently so. That's confusing. KC Blades were a great IHL team. Yep. So they've had hockey there. Oh, yeah. Hockey will work. There's no debate. Hockey in the Midwest, in that corridor, in the Omaha, Kansas City, Missouri corridor, hockey works. It, it would work. KC would be all in on it. It would be the third team for them. You know, the Royals, Chiefs. You know, KC's about the same size as Vegas. We're talking about having three teams here. Bring in baseball. Something to carry. I mean, like, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh, it was just, it was perfect. Baseball season ran into football season. Football season ended and it was time to officially follow hockey mm-hmm. and hockey unless they made the playoffs ran it right to baseball it was a natural it was a natural thing and for three or four months it's only hockey it's, it's if the city's ready for it it's 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 oh it's ready for like, it yeah i mean i just don't know what casey's what the lease situation is and whether or not the owner of the counties wants to sell or does he want to move the team like what does what do they want to do? I mean, they, he owns mm. the Sahara here in town. So he owns a property in right. Vegas. Right. He's got, you know, ties obviously into the Southwest of the United States. So I don't know if he's looking to move it out. I mean, San Diego could be a place. I don't know if hockey would work in San Diego, but that's a market that needs more pro sports and keep it in the Southwest. I think they're pretty happy with just having the Padres to be perfectly honest. They got Looks so that many way. other things to do. I don't know. Right. Looks that way. I mean, I, I, I just, it stinks because there's a lot of young talent on that roster and the Coyotes are going to, those fans that are in Phoenix who love the Coyotes and love hockey are going to have to watch those kids develop somewhere else, most likely. And they could turn into a decent team into a so years. Based on what you read, are they not going to be there next year? They could leave immediately. Next year? They can leave whenever they want. The, 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 the NHL is allowing them to explore all avenues. Wow. Yeah, well, so it's it's all we'll to go see Brother Smoke and Aunt Dina and and the boys and then Aunt Dara and Uncle Steve and stuff and go to a game. I'm gonna, I mean, if they're yeah. playing there next year, it might be the last year they're in Phoenix. Yeah. So the the statement oh. from Gary oh. Bettman last night was the National Hockey League is terribly disappointed by the results of the public referendum re, 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 uh, re, referenda referendum. Thank you. No referenda. I thought it was dumb. It's a uh, oh referenda. Re, Regarding the Coyotes Arena project in Tempe, we are going to review with the Coyotes what the options might be going forward. That doesn't sound good at all. We're gone. Like eventually, that didn't sound good at all. I mean, I'm not a lawyer or politician, but we're gone. I play one on here sometimes. That don't sound good. Yeah, that's that's goodbye. 
that's thanks. Appreciate it. We're going to go, we're, we're going somewhere else. We're going to go find something else to go do. And I can't say I'm angry. You know, if they do it, it's, you had a shot, you know, I was a season ticket holder when I was in Arizona, when they played downtown Mm -hmm. where the sons play, it was, excuse me. Thank you. Can't wait for this allergy season. And by the way, (laughs) I'm dying. Um, it was fun. It was electric. Game nights were hype. I mean, but I was a hockey fan. But there were hockey fans there. We brought down that they brought the team from Winnipeg, and it was whiteout playoffs and all that stuff. There were some good players, good teams. They moved that team to Glendale. People didn't go. They developed that whole area out Killed there. It. Yeah. They didn't go. Then the team got bad. Now they definitely wouldn't go. So they throw them in a five thousand seat arena. And they're bad, bad. Mm. I mean, do you think if they'd have got Connor Bedard, it would have been different? No. I don't, I don't know if they won. People might might have go if they win. I mean, winning I don't know. solves don't everything. So. If you can win, yeah. Yeah, it means everything. I, it. The Coyotes played really hard at the end of the year. They were a tough team to beat. You saw that they have something. Yeah. That they've got some young talent, that they're going to be okay, that they're going to be a contending team in a couple of years, maybe not next year, but soon. And now, now they're leaving. Where are they going? We don't know, but it looks like they're no longer going to be in Phoenix. Wow. So if they build a new stadium, it could be, I think that lease deals three years with what what they did at Arizona State. Because they initially thought they were going to have, play there for three years, build a new stadium. We'll be good to go. So maybe they have to stay there for another two seasons and then they can move. But wow, we'll see. I, they're going to be, they're gonna be the somebody else coyotes. Mike, if I was a betting man, I think Kansas city is a very good option. And I think a Pacific Northwest team is also another very good option. Cause you could put a team in Portland and have a really cool Seattle, Vancouver, Portland corridor right there. Have those three teams. That would be kind of cool, but I don't know. Seattle's, I mean, the success of Seattle. They may not want another team up there. I know Portland wants one, but the NHL might not want one or Seattle wouldn't want it. The NHL might not. It might be too close. You hear these territorial right things and all this other stuff. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, when when the Nationals went to Baltimore, the Orioles owners were mad. Flipped out. Oh, yeah. You got to pay us. It's too close. It's this. It's that. I mean, it's a different state. I think it would be good. I don't know. I don't want to see them leave uh, Mm. personally. I I, I think there's a a future there. So hopefully they figure something out. But that didn't sound good. (laughs) No, I I think it's done personally. I I, would be very – I think staying is a big dog. Where they go is the question. But I think staying in, in Phoenix, they're a big dog. Right. It's too bad. All right. Tonight, Boston laying eight to the heat. The total is 212. It was 210 and a half last night. Now it's 212. Eight's too many points, right? I I ain't betting this. I don't want nothing to do with this. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give you one heat outright tonight. Stop the noise. Is this a reverse jinx? They're not winning the game. Okay. I've already bet the Miami Heat plus two and a half games at minus 140. Plus two and a half games. Mm-hmm. Only thing to beat is Celtics in four or five. Correct. Everything else is live. 
Do you think they're going to win a game outright tonight? I think Miami wow. will have a chance to win the game outright tonight. Yes. Yeah. Boston in game ones do not play well. Teams coming off of a long seven game series, having a turn right around for a team that's been rested and a team that's well coached and prepared. This is a bad night. This is bad news for ball. I don't, I don't like the Celtics tonight. I mean, it's pricey, but Celtics money line for me, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I wouldn't lay the eight. Um, Cause I think you'll be able to lay less than that during the game. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking the, the points. Yeah. Okay. Total. I have, I have three bets on this game. First half total, first half total, second game total and game side. Let me guess. First half total over. Boston team total over. Boston team total. That's I should have. That's what I meant. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's been a staple to show. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. If it works, keeps working. You you yeah. just keep doing it. We've we've had that discussion too. Number keeps on going down. Fifty six. What is it today? Fifty six and a half today. Yep. That's about as low as it could go. They've been averaging fifty one last three games. Really. Hmm. Oh, Philly, Philly did a good job in the first half of slowing him down. Right. Uh, the Thrive and Prosper prop bet of the day hit yesterday okay. with Nikola Jokic. We're going to come back here with Jalen Brown over 30 and a half points in rebounds tonight mm. for Jalen to have a good game scoring. This number uh, is currently at uh, minus 110 to the over. If you're looking at it from that perspective, but this prop has hit. Uh, let's see. 51 of 80 times this has gone over two of the last three games. This has gone over 29 and a half in the last game to 31, 30 and a half in game six, only got to 23. And then the game before that at home, 29 and a half, he got to 30. Now it's 30 and a half. Uh, let's see. It's this could be a Jalen game tonight. Or 24 and a half. 24 and a half and five and a half. And five and a half for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Both juice to the over. Right. <sighs> I don't know. I my first thought is over. My first thought is over. But you you like over? Mm-hmm. What yeah, gets think- you? The points or the, points. The, the rebounds? I think he'll have six or seven rebounds tonight, just because. It's always the damn rebounds that gets you though in these combos. No, I don't know. Five and a half is pretty low for him. He's a pretty average. He's a pretty active guy. Yeah. But I mean, in in these playoff games where it's like he Brown does a lot of the little things. He gets after it. He passes the basketball. He rebounds the basketball. Uh, I think it's a dogfight game tonight. I I think it's going to be. Well, if it's a dogfight game, I think you get a really good shot. If it's not a dogfight game, you're in trouble. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. But that is at Thrive Fantasy. If you want to go ahead and, and go and, and and pick that up, you gotta use something else on the other side of it. It has to be at least two legs at Thrive. That's a prop bet you can use as well. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research, focus only on top-tier athletes in the biggest of games, user versus user prop tournaments, or the top multipliers in the prop lobby where you can build an entry to win up to 20 times your money. Promo code BVB when you sign up to receive a 100% instant first deposit match of up to $250. Download the app thrivefantasy.com or in the app store or go to bvbshow.com and click on the sponsors channel. And there's a direct link in there for you to be able to go directly in downloading Thrive with BVB already in there and load it up for you as well. 
little baseball tonight. Mariners and the Red Sox, two games, two overs. Mm. How about over nine and a half tonight for the Red Sox and the Mariners again? It ain't that hard. I was talking to somebody last night. He goes, I just bet the Red Sox over every day. It's working out. It's like, you should watch the show. You'll love the show. He goes, you from Boston? I said, no, but my co-host is. I said, we've been talking about this. This has been pretty good. Yes, over nine and a half today. Over pretty much every day in these situations. No. 11, 11 and 13 are the runs to have been scored the last two games. First game, it was 10, 10 to one final. It was 10 and a half yesterday, nine, four final books. Can't figure out what to do with this. They put nine and a half up today. Gonzalez against Brian Bellow. Both guys have ERAs over four in Bellow's case, over five Red Sox score and give up runs. That's the story of the Red Sox, right? So it's pretty much the same story. They win. It goes over or even venue. Yeah. Home road doesn't matter. Yeah, top five offense, but also bottom five pitching for Boston. So starting is, pitching, the bullpen's been okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jansen's had a couple of rough outing, outings recently. He right. was start, he started really good, but he blew his last two save opportunities. Right. But we'll see. I mean, last night wasn't a save opportunity, so we'll see. I like that. Uh, how come Cole is only a minus one fifteen favorite against Toronto? It's coming down actually. Again, this that, is the same thing as yesterday. Blue Jays. It's the same thing when they were batting the home, the home this dog. Is, this is a hard thing to put the number on a oh, no. road favorite. It becomes difficult. You saw it yesterday with yep. Bieber. They lost. You saw, we talked about it yesterday with Seattle and Boston. I said we, we, we said yeah. the take Boston was plus one sixty five. Boston was was gigantic. That was just wrong. Like how mm-hmm. high do you make it? So you put it this low and see what happens. I mean, they're betting. You know they're going to bet the dog. This is not hard. So you do, you're just trying to find the number where they don't take it again. So it's minus 112 in places, uh, 115, 120. Now it's moving right now at uh, one of my offshore places, down to 111, 110. Wow. They're trying to find the the, the high watermark. It's well, not numbers- because it's, it's, it's against coal. It's just – it's – well, trying to find the number where they stop betting the dog. Blue Jays are 12 and five at home this year. That's good. But they've lost both games to start this series against the Yankees. That's. Oh, so this is, this is for the sweep. Is this a three game series. Let me see. Uh, this is a four game series. Oh, they do play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Play the tomorrow. Thursday. Yeah. It's a four game set. Barrios is minus one forty. What? Against Yankees Cortez. are just nine and nine on the road right now. What? But the Yankees have won two games in a row. Yes. Now the Yankees are tied with the Blue Jays for being seven and a half games back at Tampa. Mm. How about? I mean, the Red Sox are three games over five hundred in last place. Tough division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. How many games back? Nine. Three games over 500 and nine games back on May 17th. Yeah. And by, by comparison, they, they would be in second place in the AL West. Uh, and they would be in second place in the AL Central. What would they be in the NL Central with that right? In the NL Central, they would be in, they're tied with the Pirates. So a game and a half out of first. 
second place. Oh, well, that's too bad that they're in the AL East. <laughs> AL in general, it's, it's too bad that they're right now. It's it's, it's not going to be easy. Um, and then finally, the Pirates game hasn't gone off yet, right? It's over. Not, Done. Eight it's nothing over. final. Okay. Wrap. Rich over. Hill again. Another quality Bummer. outing. They're they're playing good when he pitches. How about this though? This was this was what I was going to ask you. Bummer. Seven and a half was the total, so it went over. Eight. <laughs> I was, was going to say eight over. zero. Yeah, and it went over. How about that? Show overs. All right, time for better to book it. Do it. Let's go. Boston Celtics team total first half of fifty six and a half tonight. Betting and are booking it for the Celtics to go I think over. This is a bet, no. I think it is because I do think Boston's going to play up tempo. I think Miami is going to run with them. I, I think we're going to see an up tempo game here for oh, both I teams. I think Miami has to slow this down, though. I don't think so. I, I don't think. No? I mean, I don't think so. I think Miami they want to do that, but I think they're going to have a tough time scoring against Boston's defense if they do that. I and mean, you might go like, "Well, Miami doesn't want Boston to run on them." All right. Well, how is Miami going to score on Boston then? Because Boston can play both ways. They can play half court. All right. And I and Philadelphia is a better defensive team, I think, with more weapons to throw at the Celtics than what Miami is. I think Butler's got to be the key. They got to get him in the open court, get him rolling, and get Bam. I mean, Horford's gonna have a good game against against Bam in my mind. I mean, they they, they need a hero being out is huge. So Struess has to is be it, phenomenal. What? Is it really? Yeah, it is to me. They need to hit threes to beat the Celtics. They got to knock down threes. Man, so, oh man, Cincinnati was winning the game today, five nothing with Ashcroft as a dog, and then they just gave up a bunch of runs. It's now five five. Yeah, so I think Boston's gonna. Their average this season at home is sixty one. Right. They have haven't had good scoring halves recently. Right. But I think coming off of the series against the Sixers, I don't think Tatum does incredible things. I do think they score sixty in the first half today, though tonight. I like it. Bet it. Okay. I'm taking the Miami Heat plus eight. Sprinkle the money line. I do it too. I say bet it. I, I mean, I'm the, in full disclosure, I'm not making a single bet on this game unless oh. I'm doing a show later today on Sports Grid and I see something where I want to jump in. Like I was getting texts last night. Like the Lakers. Dave, Lakers down. are plus 18. You know, <laughs> I was on and they said, what would you take? I said, well, as soon as you get 19 and a half, Like, I don't think they're going to lose by 20, but it's going to be close. I think they come back a little bit. Anything over 15 was good, but I said 19 and a half. Wait for 19 and a half and grab it. That might happen here tonight. Take 12 and a half in this. That might happen here tonight, by the way. Boston might be up by 20 going into the fourth quarter and blow it. Blow the game? They could blow the game or blow the cover, one or the other. It's only we've been doing a show, the show, an hour and 25 minutes, and you said earlier that you thought the heat money line was live tonight. It is. You think they're going to get a big lead and then give it back? Yeah. Boston does this. This is what they do in game ones and in fourth quarters. This is what they're going to do. Okay. They're going to exhale. Boston got put against the wall. Somebody tried to take their milk money. They realized they got a switchblade in their back in their back pocket. They pulled it out and they stuck it in the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. And then they die. Bye. Philly's Philly's dead. Now they're walking on the street thinking they're all good. Everything's all wonderful. They're, you know, they're whistling down the street and then someone's going to hit up with a car and that car is going to be Jimmy Butler. And then and they're going to realize, okay, this is not going to be that easy. We got to get going. This team is mentally soft. This is what they do. 
they're going to tonight, they're going to think this is going to be easy. And they're going to be like, all right, we got past Philadelphia. We got to beat these chumps in five games. And then we're on to the finals and we'll see who we're going to play. That's my worry about game one. That's right that above my head says the word Bostonian. You're huh? wearing a Celtics hat. And yes. You're completely besmirching your team. I'm just telling the truth. I Look, whether I'm a fan or not, I have two eyes and a brain. I can look at these things and I can tell you that after watching my team all year long, the Miami Heat are mentally tougher than the Boston Celtics and they're better coached. Spolstra against Joe Mazzula is a mismatch and I'm petrified about it. Absolutely wow. petrified about that mismatch. So... I think Boston wins the game, but I think Miami, if they win, I'm not going to be shocked at all. Plus eight. I don't think Boston covers. And I also think that Miami is going to have a shot tonight, potentially. And I could see Boston having a double digit lead and blowing it and blowing the cover. Just like that. Just like last night, their fourth quarter desire (laughs) is like, eh, it's, it's, it's tiny. You almost said whistling Dixie. Did that what you were going to (laughs) say? I heard you. I almost said it like whistling Dixie's an expression. Yesterday, I used an expression about scare the Dickens out of you. Scare the Dickens out of you. We got a history lesson on that. (laughs) Thank you all who reached out and kind of told us about the Dickens. And now we're whistling Dixie. Matt was right. (laughs) Look, thanks, Joe. Thank you. Appreciate that. Over two ten, two ten and a half. It's two. It's down two twelve now. Two eyes and a brain is my new resume. Thank you, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Uh, over two, ten and a half. See, I booked this one. I think this is an under game. I think Miami has to play it ugly. I think it's low scoring. I think it feels like uh, it could be a blowout. I don't know. I, I, I don't like over tonight. I do. Yeah. Did, it's fine. I did you see that in Ohio that what? they have – that the phantom fireworks who operate here in Vegas, you know, where we get all of our phantom all yeah, the, yeah, 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 pop-up stores yeah. in Ohio, they, they actually put in a, uh, an application for a sports betting license <laughs> to take bets while you buy fireworks. This just sounds like a really bad idea. You know, so to bet smart Tyler in Lenore city, Tennessee, there's a strip area of a clarion Inn. With the best Mexican food outside of Guadalajara, a gas station, a fireworks superstore that also serves fried chicken. <laughs> What's wrong with fried chicken? <laughs> Nothing, but it's just a guy, it doesn't make any sense, right? Mexican no. food, fireworks, sta- fireworks, a gas station, and fried chicken all in one place. <laughs> this is there's only one other thing you could bring in there, and that would right? make it a paradise right there. <laughs> toilet paper but you can go <laughs> so you go have i wasn't thinking that actually <laughs> but you can something. Go <laughs> but we're still on sports grid so i couldn't you say. can't say it no i can't say it yeah we got seven more minutes in, for seven more minutes before we 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 let go of sports grid but <laughs> i i mean so, does anybody raise their hand in ohio and say this is a really bad idea no I'm going to Ohio next week. We'll talk about that. Oh, you gotta do when you go to Ohio next week. You that's gotta. it. That's it. We got. We got. The, we got to talk about it off the air first. But I think we got. I got a couple ideas of things planned. I want to talk oh. about it more, and I want to talk about getting together with people in the Midwest because I will have access to different places. But we'll be in Ohio. Maybe we'll go and ask different places, different places that have sports books. Oh, that'd be awesome. 
questions, whatever you want. The gas station, you should just go in there and ask the gas station people, like, does anybody actually place a bet here? Then does anyone actually come in here and place any wagers? You know how to work this kiosk? I don't like, is ever like, I mean, we got kiosks all over town. I got a kiosk right by my house at the Smiths. And uh, I asked one question and a woman was like, I don't know how that thing works. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. I just, because video poker machines are pretty self-explanatory, but the sports betting one's a little more difficult. Yeah, a little bit different. That kiosk is a little more, uh, a, a little more complicated. Um, right. Let's do one more better to book it here. I have one baseball play for you. Arizona run line again. Yes, third time again. I'm one and how one. Did, how, how'd it go? Well, it was a fluke. Should have won. Fluky thing. Was winning the whole thing. Eight four. Wasn't. Winning, 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 grand slam. So I'm going to bet that doesn't happen again. So I go, I go two and three, and I come out of the game. I come out of this profitable. All right. They have one, 10 it's wins. one nothing Arizona on the fifth. Right yes. Now. We're good. Yeah, so we're good. We're, 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 this is we're an in-game right. bet for you people watching the show live right now. And again, yes. if you are, thank you for being what here. Is the, what hit is the, the odds button, Hit the subscribe button. Hit all of it. Hit the like button. Don't be a bum. Hit the thumb. Thank you. <laughs> Jay Dalbets and Chef Benny. That's both of your creations. Um, why in the world would you bet the A's? Well, here's here's the interesting thing about I mean, we're talking about betting against the A's. So the A's won a game against the Royals and then lost one, two, three, four, five games in a row. Then they beat the Rangers and they lost three games in a row. Beat the Diamondbacks. Like, I think you can kind of target this this season as to when the A's win to bet them, wait for them to win a game mm. and then bet them, bet them, bet them, bet them, just fade them after a win for a good length of time. Right. So okay. I'm going to jump on that and I'm going to, and I'm going to bet them here. I'm going to bet the A's. They have 10 wins right now. They are 17 games out of first place on the 17th of May. I'm not sure I've ever seen that. 17, 17, 17 That's, out and 17th of May. Doesn't bode well. That's going to be a long, they go to the Astros, then to Seattle. Then they play the Astros at home. Then they play Atlanta. Then they play at Miami. Then they play at Pittsburgh. Then they play at Milwaukee. Then they play home versus Tampa. Okay. From now until June 15th, I don't know if they win five games. Well, for the next month, I don't know if the A's win five games. That might be a project for tomorrow. We'll do a segment. How many games will the A's win in the next 30 days? We'll set a number. We'll go through Because they have an off day on Thursday. They don't play tomorrow. Okay, so that's when we'll do it. We'll do it. So if we see anybody else doing this on any other show, because there's not a person or show in the world that's going to do this, except us right here on the BVB. Yep. We'll go through the next 30 days or whatever it is, of the A's, and we'll come up with a number. Yeah. It's probably 19, going to be about eight and a half. Not uh, under. May 19th to June 15th. We'll do that, that run as to what they're going to, because they're going to face numerous teams who are in first place in their divisions or second place in their divisions. I'm going to tell people I'm going to be somewhere in Ohio. I want to see who comes by. Oh. Next week, I'm going to be somewhere. Say, and if you come by, and say hello, I think I'm going to give him a hat. A general, just a yeah, basic a, hat. Just a basic BVB, BVB yeah. hat. I'm going to try to get some made before I go. 
And we're trying that that, that could something. be another thing that we do, guys, is that we create these um these hats that are just gonna be not specific general, general yeah, generic. Don't tell nobody nothing yet. We're just we're working yeah, on it. But I, I, I just I just thought of that. And so maybe I come meet him and bribe him to come by and say hi and BS and with a hat. Maybe we'll hmm. do something. Okay. Hat. Sports Grid, thank you for being here. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back coming up tomorrow for you guys who are live on YouTube and who are live on Twitter. You guys get BVB bonus time. (laughs) You like that? Is that Pac-Man? No, it's not Pac-Man. It's it's but it has a Pac-Man sound effect. Sound like a Pac-Man. It's not. It's a slot machine. It's 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 a it's a slot machine, but it's PVB bonus time. Speaking of which, slot machine. Did you hear that they got to take away the slot machine at UNLV for the sideline? Why There's is no this a big story? Over slot machine. Why is that a big deal? I don't understand why everyone's talking about this. It's the first step. Shoots texted me yesterday and said, "Did you guys hear?" Because he came on and talked about that and what a bad look it was at the time. Right. Yeah, and now all this pushback with the colleges and the kids and the books—it's yeah. a big deal. The turnover slot machine. A lot of people outside of Vegas that are enamored with slot machines and things like that thought it was really cool. It is you cool. and I it was eh. super cool. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I think it was a big deal that kids were doing it. Everybody else was like, "Oh my gosh, it's 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 greasing them to it to want to do it. It's a precursor to making them addicted to gambling." Like, this is just no, like, what? No, sorry, no. So, favorite thing about today is what? Well, damn it, it was. I got a couple things, but it might be that new graphic that you just <laughs> inserted right there. That was outstanding. This is really, really good. This is good. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Um, I can really do some magic, I can yeah, do some magic. This, this, you can definitely do some magic. I mean, the read about the, the guy getting caught with the <laughs> that's I'm going to figure out how to get that clip today. I can clip it. I can touch you. It's easy. <laughs> well, I know. I know. I just had to figure out the right in and out because we only uh. get so much time. But the amount of people that reached out about the curtain thing. Thank you. Oh um, it was just uh, was one of those things that we learned <laughs> and talked about. Thank you. Sonic, I, sorry for scaring your dog. I didn't mean to scare your dog. <laughs> He said that sound. He said that sound scared his dog. Damn, I didn't mean. To, we didn't mean to do that. We don't mean to scare dogs. No. None of. We don't want was to scare. It, dogs. Was it too no. loud? I mean, Sonic's the one that made the graphic. I just put the music underneath it. That was his graphic. I, I so, again. Anyway, right. sorry. Dogs already sleeping again, so that's okay. Oh, okay. Um. All right. Two things. Best thing about today. One. I was calling you, and I was going to the South Point mm-hmm. to hang out, say hello see some people about some things. And I got to see Chris Andrews, dear friend in the business, lifelong guy doing this published author twice. You you guys go read his book. We've had him on the show multiple times. Yeah. He's published multiple books. Um, He's there taking bets. It's an afternoon day of baseball. So we were, it just, it was so much fun. And then on the way out, I got to see Rossi, Dave Ross, who's also, um, he does work for Visa, but he's a good friend of the show. He's a good friend. Mm. He enjoys, the, he watches the clips. He sends me little notes all the time. Mm. I said hello to him and he goes, what are you doing here? 
shouldn't you be doing the show? Is it curtains for the BVB? And I said, oh, everybody got jokes. This is funny. Hilarious. He's like, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, in my life. And I was like, yeah, he goes, it wasn't really gambling content. I said, no, that's the show. So that was one favorite thing that happened today. Mm. My other favorite thing is, is last night I had to, um, after dinner and then after the shows and stuff on sports grid and everything else, I had the responsibility of picking up my oldest daughter, Kylie, after her last road trip as a member of the College of Southern Nevada softball team. Her mm. sophomore year is done. They lost their last game with a walk-off grand slam to get run-ruled. Everything Yuck. went bad. Everything was terrible. It ended the worst possible way that it could have with a loss, an embarrassing loss. And I picked her up. She had a six hour bus ride home from Salt Lake city Ouch. with a lot of kids that she's never going to play with again, that are never going to play softball again. And she's got to make a decision and go on to play another. She's adamantly like, I want to keep playing softball. I have two nice. years of eligibility. I love this game. That's great. Play. Wow. So I laid down, I put my seat back in the car because I was early because despite the fact that it feels like I'm late for this show every day, my <laughs> life, when I need to be somewhere, I'm early because right. on time is not right. I'm always early. So I was one of the first cars there way before the bus, took a little nap. She tapped on the glass. I was so excited to see her. And she opened the car door, threw her stuff in the car and was grumpy as hell. And I was mm -hmm. like. Um, and she goes, why would you come and have stuff in the trunk? You know, I got bags and this and that. I said, can I put your stuff in the back seat? It's fine. It's, it's okay. You, I got some, I got some stuff in the back in the trunk. Just move it forward. Put your bags in there. It's fine. And she was so angry mm -hmm. and pissed off and upset. It's over. Like this little two year ride is over. Mm -hmm. She had to sit on that bus and think about it and talk about it. And I was, I was texting you. I was like, man, it's so hard to be a kid right now. It's so hard. She's 19 and has no idea what she's going to do with her life next year, where she's going to go, what she's going to do, if she's going to be allowed the opportunity to keep playing. And I just sat back and I was like, man, I am so glad to be a dad. I am mm. so glad to just sit here and listen. I'm glad I'm alive to have her be as miserable as she could be right now. She got in a car. And I said, are you good? She did not stop talking until we got home. It was a vent of all vents. Wow. She needed to get it out and off her chest. I am so blessed to be able to, like, I love the driving and listening to the kids venting. Could have wrote a book, and I still might, about driving in the car with your kids. One-on-one. Mm. -on -one. You do it when you take Maddie to school. Mm -hmm. Pick her up. Mm -hmm. You learn so much because they're free. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell the kids, when you get in this car, you're talking just us. No one in the outside world can hear you. Mm. No one's going to judge you. And it's a safe place. It was an absolute joy. Came home and crashed because my ears yeah. were bent. And I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. one o'clock in the morning and I got to go right. to sleep because I got to do the shows. But favorite thing about today. That's cool. Just be around. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause Madeline just, I, I, I have a two seater car. So like this week I get to drive around and she's in the front seat. 
And so like, she thinks it's the greatest thing in the world because she can control the radio and I, and I can't yell at her. Awesome. So she, she's, she's loving it. She's like, I can do this and I can do that. But what it's done and what it's done this week, it's kind of very similar to what you're talking about is that because she's not behind me, she's next to me that she turns and wants to tell stories. Like she's talked, she has talked more this week telling me different stories just because we're, we're on, like, we're not on the same level, but like we're, we're next to each other. And so she just starts like telling me all these different stories she hadn't told me before. And I was just like, this is neat. I was like, this, this is going to be like when you get older and you'll be up here all the time. It's like, okay, it is different when you're in the backseat, you are kind of in your own world. You were kind of stuck behind, you know, you're away. The music's playing in your ear and you're walking up, looking up the door and out the window and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's, it's true. I do my best thinking when I drive, when I, when I'm the most oh. upset, when I am the most, when I need to get my life together, get in a car and I drive, just go. Mm. Just, motion has always helped when I'm moving. It always helps me crystallize my thoughts and what I'm thinking about. Um, my favorite thing about today, it'd be quick because we got to run here. Uh, I bought Madeline her first pair of boxing gloves yesterday. Ooh. I bought my first pair of coach mitts yesterday. Oh boy. Put her through her first ever boxing training workout yesterday. Her hit yeah. in the mitts for the first time. Yeah. A long way to go, but it's, um, she likes it. We went to Dick's two things happened yesterday that were crazy. The first with Dick's sporting goods, walked in, went over to the golf section for the first time, went to the golf section. I was like, Okay. It's like, what's this all about? She was like, daddy, how do you putt? And I was like, um, come here. And we grabbed, grabbed a ball and blah, blah, blah. So went over to the, went over to the driving range thing, the, the little simulator. And she's like, how do you hit a golf ball? And I was like, Hmm, this might be something we're going to wind up be able to do. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's kind of neat. Your interest might actually, you may, well, I was like, Madeline, I was like, if you want to golf, I will do everything in my power because it's the sport that I think you would be the most, you would have the most fun at. She wants to swim because her bet one of her best friends are swimming, but she doesn't really like swimming enough to go and become a part of the swim team. But she likes being outside. She likes wearing dresses. It would be, I'm like, this is perfect. Golf would be the thing for you. Anyways, but then we buy golf, these boxing gloves, put them on. She went through a 30 minute workout and I and didn't whine, didn't complain, enjoyed it. Thought it was fun. Every Tuesday we're doing it. I'm like, okay, I made her sit there and give me a, I swear that I will do this. If I buy all this stuff, you, you will, I swear you'll do it. So we'll see how long she sticks for it, but it's a different iteration. I've never had it with my daughter. So the, to, to be in the coach training dynamic, sure will be sticky and dangerous and down, down the road. But for right now, it's cool. It's very, very cool. All you got to do is make it fun. Yeah. It's all us. Make it fun. Yep. I make taking out the garbage fun. Uh-huh. And they learn how to take out the garbage. We learned how to do their laundry. We made right. it fun. <laughs> now they all do their own laundry. The nine-year-old does her own laundry. Oh, wow. That's good. Like, you make it fun. Right. And teach them and be like the the metaphor for sitting next to each other driving now is huge. Now you're on the same. Yeah. You're on the same. Nobody's behind you. Right. You ain't in front. They caught right up. next to you. Now you're equals in their eyes. Just let her hit them mitts. I can't wait. I'm going to come over and hold them mitts. She knows. She knows one, two, three. She knows the combos now. She nice. Knows. We went through all the different call outs and what to do. And what it was, it was, it was pretty cool. So our buddy Norm from college just texted me and yeah. said, you know, why are you still on the air right now? And I said, we started late. And he goes, you knew. Don't tell me you didn't know. And I said, I really didn't know. Still about the meat curtains. 
He's still telling he's saying you didn't know. I didn't know, Norm. I didn't know, people. Thanks for being here. Sign us off. We're back tomorrow. Another episode of BVB. What time? I don't know. Check the Discord channel, bvbshow.com. We'll tell you about that. Stop that. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow for BVB. <laughs>